massive honor and a, a privilege to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting us. And um, before, I'm going to keep my one eye on the clock, but uh, before we get into the word this morning, I was reminded during worship that uh, we were here nine years ago, and uh, we testified to our young, our youngest, our firstborn son, Joshua, he's, uh, he's turning 10 uh, in December, and um, we testified of how the Lord healed him of bilateral club feet um, in the womb. Um, I still remember we had the pictures up on the screen, and uh, I still have the note that the specialist wrote us and wrote my dad on the condition of his feet and what we should do when he's born and, and, and everything else. And um, we just trust the Lord. Um, and he was born perfect, with perfect feet, like with perfect, perfect feet. And um, since then, um, we've walked through cancer. And um, last year, October, um, my wife had a, a series of strokes that, uh, that quite affected her and ending up in, a, in, in this very rare brain disease. And we're still walking through that. And... Um, I wanted, I felt like we have to pray for people that has physical need this morning. And maybe that's you, or maybe you know of somebody that has some, that you're trusting for, for healing. Either they have COVID or cancer or anything like that. We just want to release a grace so that we trust the Lord for that, for healing and for breakthrough. Because we believe that he died for that on the cross. Amen. And um, love, won't you come and stand with me? So if you have physical need, even if it's a running nose, won't you stand? Or you know somebody that has, that you're trusting for, for healing. Somebody you know that has either cancer or some other physical need that they have. Is there anybody like that? Kareen, anybody? You're trusting. I mean, it can be in this hall, but we can trust for people in hospital. We can trust wherever they are at. But we trust the Lord that he will touch them and, 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 and heal them. Amen? Okay. So we just, want, we just want to pray over you guys and release a grace. And then I want to ask the people standing around these people to put on your mask and just go and stand with them. And we're going to just pray together and just trust the Lord for something. That he will touch them. That he will heal them. That he will receive glory through this. Um, yeah. So why don't you just open up your hands and Lord, we just bless your name. Jesus, we just declare that you are the healer. We believe in you, Jesus Christ. Thank you for what you paid for on the cross, that you've paid for our healing, Jesus. And Lord, in the times when, when healing is so needed, sometimes we do not know what to pray. And all we have to give is a hallelujah. And I just want to say to you, a hallelujah is all Jesus needs to heal. You are the healer. So we just want to release grace over you for healing. We just want to give you what, what the Lord has imparted in our life through our journey. We just want to release that over you and over this house in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Um, as you stand there, I just felt um, during worship just um, God's presence. And um, we just thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you that you are here. And I felt that um, if you feel like um, the lamb that was slain in areas of your life, then Jesus was there. He also felt that and experienced that. And he wants to release his presence over every one of us this morning. 
So Father, I just release your presence over every person this morning, especially the ones with illness or sickness or anything in their bodies. We just thank you, Father, that you are the one. You are the one that had the plan. You sent your only son because you loved him so much. And you love each one of us here this morning so much. So we just thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for what you did, Jesus. 2,000 years ago, you surrendered your will, and you said yes to die on that cross on our behalf. And we just thank you that you bought our wholeness. (laughs) You paid for it, Jesus. So we just release healing over every person right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for mental illness to be healed this morning. Just thoughts going iry to be healed also, to come into line with the will of God now. And we pray for every um, seer plaque in your binnenkant. I'm going to be praying for the emotional healing, and also we'll be praying for the physical healing. We pray for emotional healing this morning, Lord. People have been going through hard stuff. We pray that you will touch them right now, Lord. Thank you. So why don't we gather around those standing and... Um, and let's pray together, just as a house, for a moment. And we just trust the Lord to touch whoever it is. If it's you, it's you. The Lord has, has got his eye on you. Maybe it's somebody else. If it's somebody else, name them. And, and send them a message afterwards saying, we're praying for you. We're trusting the Lord for you. So let's just take a moment as a house and just pray for, for each other. We pray and trust the Lord for his touch. Okay, you guys can start ending off just blessing the person. I'll tell you something I learned in our journey. Praying the right prayer doesn't heal somebody. Praying a a raw, authentic prayer, oh, that's powerful stuff. That's powerful stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We feel like uh, we feel at home here. Thank you, Luke. And uh, we just want to honor you and Amu, James. We just want to honor you guys what you're doing here. We want to honor this house. You know, wherever we go, we hear great things about this house. So you're doing something right. The Lord is here. We hear great testimonies of what the Lord is doing, and that is what we are seeking for. So we just want to, just want to honor you guys for what you are, are doing here. And um, James, I just I had a word for you. I've got 18 minutes left, but I believe... <laughs> I can do this, okay. God of time. We will make it, don't worry. We will be in time. James, I just, I just during worship, just sense that I want to say to you that the Lord is so attracted to the humility of, on your life. Like he's so pleased with that in you. And um, I just see God pouring out great grace upon your life for the season that we are, we are in. And um, and where Shofar George is in, and I'm going to say something about this house in a moment, but also where you are in and your role to play here, but also in the bigger Shofar. And I, I sense like as a Shofar is a, a, the ram's horn that we blow when we go in new seasons, I believe worship is going to be some key that's going to usher us into the new seasons. And um, I sense like the Lord is going to start giving you dreams even of songs that is in heaven that needs to be written and released on this, on this earth. And I, I almost felt like a, like a John the Baptist type of, of 
almost anointing on your life for this season, not to go and live in the mountains and eat grasshoppers, but for the voice, there's a voice and there's a sound that needs to be heard out of the wilderness. And out of the wilderness of South Africa, I believe a voice is needed and a song is needed to let hope actually start rising in, in South Africa in a context that is so hopeless. And... Um, yeah, so I just want to bless you with that, and I trust that you will be awakened at night <laughs> by your children, and not by your children, but by the voice of the Lord, just giving you downloads of what needs to be, what needs to be released. And I believe, as, as the Lord has placed that on your heart, I believe there's something about that on this house as well. Um, when I was praying for you guys this morning, I felt weird making waves was the thing that came up in my, in my spirit. And I kind of saw like a wave pool, like some, some, place, some people ride a wave, others cause a wave. And you are a wave-causing congregation. So I, I believe that there's something, when people come here, that the Spirit will do something in their lives that have this ripple effect through families and stuff. So I just want to bless you with that. And with that, I need to pray because now I have 16 minutes left. Lord, we just thank you for grace. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here. And we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for what you are doing in the earth, Holy Spirit. And thank you that we can be a part of that. And we pray that in Jesus' name. So um, I quickly want to, this morning, um, share a few thoughts around Holy Spirit with you. And... Um, it's, uh, it's going to be practical, um, and we're going to look at um, Ephesians 5.18. I want to speak to you about being filled with the Spirit and being led by the Spirit in a, in a practical sense. Now, um, some people say, Holy Spirit's the third person in the Trinity. Um, some people say, He's the forgotten God. They go as far as saying that. Uh, for, and the reason they say, some people do say that, is that in the Western world, a new trinity has been created. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible. And people make it more about who's right and wrong than they make it about a personal relationship with the Lord. So that makes sense to you guys? Right? We should remember that Holy Spirit wrote the Bible He's the author of the Bible, right? A great author. And R.T. Kendall says that that type of mindset led to a great divorce in the church between the Word and the Spirit. And so some people say, but I'm a Word person. And other people say, I'm a Spirit person. And I say, why should those two be separated? Because Jesus is looking for worshipers that worship in Spirit and in truth, so rather be a word and spirit person, a spirit and truth person, than having the thoughts that this has to be, has to be separated in, in some way. And um, Holy Spirit is a, he's God, he's a person, he's our guide given, right? Some people these days treat Holy Spirit like the Pharisees treated Jesus, they, uh, they loved uh, the God of Abraham, but they hated God the Son. He didn't fit in their mold. He wasn't in their box. He was weird to them. And some people today think that the Holy Spirit is weird because they met some weird Christian somewhere. Amen. But I can assure you the Holy Spirit is not weird at all. He's sovereign. He's God. He's not in your box. 
He is all-powerful and he cannot be controlled. He is God. Amen? And he is so good. He is so good. Now, I remember something that hit me was, you know, when a, when a Christian gets born again, you have the Holy Spirit. Amen? But that's not the big question. The question is not if you have the Holy Spirit. The question is, does the Holy Spirit have you? I think that's a question that needs answering these days. Because a lot of Christians have the Holy Spirit, but not, the Holy Spirit does not have every Christian. So you might think, how do I get the Holy Spirit, and how does the Holy Spirit get me? And that's a good question. Thank you for asking. You get the Holy Spirit when you are born again. The Holy Spirit gets you when you surrender. When you surrender to Him, and you allow Him to lead you where He is wanting. And that is what I want to touch on this morning. How are we led by the Spirit? How is born-again Christians led by the Spirit? And how can born-again Christians be continually filled with the Holy Spirit? And I want to propose to you this morning that the leading of the Holy Spirit is a natural thing that happens to those who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. If we look at the life of Jesus, if we look at, in Matthew uh, um, 4, verses 16, it's the, it's the place where Jesus gets filled with the Holy Spirit. He first gets filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he gets led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So let's look at a moment for what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Okay, and I want to I use Ephesians 5.18 as a, a base to explain an aspect of being filled. Now, this filling is not your baptism in the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is a continual filling with the Holy Spirit. Are you guys with me? And hopefully something about this will help you and hopefully the Holy Spirit will enlighten the understanding of our minds into and help us to get to know Jesus better and the Father better and make us more hungry for the Lord. Now, Ephesians 5.18, I didn't make slides in Wellington, I normally do, and then I forget them at home, so I just gave up all, all in all. But um, let's read this together. This is, a, this is a well-known passage, and it's a command that the apostle gives to the church. Do not be drunk with wine, which is a good word, right there, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um. It's a weird contrast that he's making, but Paul is contrasting people that are drunk with wine with people that are filled with the a, with a Holy Spirit. And um, what can we learn from this? Just a few, just a few points out of, out of this. If we look at Scripture, the Holy Spirit is depicted as new wine, and we get this wine imagery, imagery all, through the, all through the Bible, right? Now, we get filled with the Holy Spirit in the same way that people get drunk from wine. Now, the alcohol in wine doesn't decide to make somebody drunk. Do you agree with that? Somebody needs to take the alcohol and drink the alcohol, and then they get drunk. So Paul is giving a command here, be filled with the Holy Spirit, not wait for the Holy Spirit to fill you. Okay, are you with me? There's a, there's a proactive working in the life of a born-again believer 
that we are filled and continually filled with the Holy Spirit. So he gives a command here. He's speaking to each one of us. He says, listen, be filled. Now, how do we do this? Okay. Have you ever seen alcohol force itself down the throat of anybody? That, that doesn't happen, right? It, the alcohol doesn't just jump into somebody's mouth and they give the alcohol, uh, um, it's, it's the alcohol's fault that I'm drunk, right? Somebody needs to take it and drink it. It doesn't force its way down anybody's, anybody's throat. Now, in the same way, the Christian, the born-again believer, must activate his and her faith and open up their mouth in worship and in prayer and in, pr- and, and in praying in tongues and in listening to, to a sermon. We need to activate our faith, open our mouth and the, in, the, in the secret place actually to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Does this make sense to you guys? Okay. The Holy Spirit is ready to fill you. He is in you. It is the same way like the city of George connected water to your house. All you need to do is open up the tap. Listen, when you got born again, the Holy Spirit took up residence inside of you. He is inside of you and he is ready to fill you. All he needs from the believer is that we activate our faith and open our mouth. My life got changed the day that, I, that somebody said to me, that Jesus didn't think his way out of the desert. He spoke his way out of the desert. He actually opened his mouth and declared the word of God. Okay, I'm an internal processor, so I don't verbally process. So to me, that was great revelation at that time. So if somebody drinks alcohol, have you noticed that they change? Have you noticed that they walk differently? Have you noticed that they talk differently? Right? It's amazing what alcohol does. People that are shy, all of a sudden they're not shy anymore. You know, quiet people become loud and loud people become louder people. And um, they just don't care. It's, It's amazing to watch and quite entertaining as they walk through life drunk and we say they are what? They are under the influence of alcohol. So what can we learn here? Listen, when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, your walk also changes. Your talk also changes. And you start looking differently. Your life looks different, right? And um, as we behold Jesus, we are changed from one degree of glory to the next. And we are changed into the likeness of Christ. And in the same way, we can easily see somebody under the influence of alcohol. I want to propose to you, shouldn't the world easily see those who are under the influence of the spirit of truth? Then we get into spaces and places and people tell us, you have changed. And thank God for that. We should change as we are under the influence of Holy Spirit as he affects our life. And as a drunk person lose control... When we are under the influence of Holy Spirit, we get this great gift of self-control over our appetites and our emotions and all these things. And our life starts looking differently. Does people stay drunk? No, luckily not. In the same way, 
a, a, a born-again believer can have the Spirit, but have a dry spiritual life. We should continue drinking from the Spirit. What does that mean? It's a, it's a continual time in the Word of God, a time in prayer, a time in worship, a time in listening to the Word, a time in fellowship, a time in serving others. All of those things are ways that you can be filled with the Spirit. Normally, we think of this one occasion when we got baptized with the Spirit, but I want to say to you, it is ongoing. It is every day. It is us as born-again believers just having a relationship with the Lord that fills us continually. As alcohol is worked out in somebody's body in the same way as we, we get filled with the Word and in prayer and through the day, it is worked out in our lives as we love others, as we give gifts to others, as we serve others, and then we need to drink some more and get, be filled up again so that we can give out again. Does this make sense to you guys? Okay. I want to read to you Psalm 81.10. It says, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. This is what the Lord is seeking. Isn't this simple? Open up your mouth and take a drink. He wants to fill us. Jesus in John 7, he said, listen, everybody who's thirsty, what, did you, what should they do? Come to me and drink. Come to me, open up your mouth, and I will fill it. Listen, the Lord is wanting to fill you. The Lord is wanting to fill you. The Lord is wanting to fill you. And it is our responsibility to have a drink. The city of George connected water to your house. Is it, are they responsible if you die of thirst? You have the Spirit inside of you, right? Let's drink it. Let's drink Him. And how can we be filled? All the examples I, I've mentioned, you can spend time in the Word. You can serve other people. And remember this next time you serve. Remember it next time you read the Word, when you pray, when you worship, when you listen to a sermon, when you give your life. All of those moments, you do that. It is, be aware of the Lord is filling. Filling, He's filling your spirit and He's filling your soul. Jesus was filled with the Spirit and then He was led by the Spirit. I think the leading, we, we tend to spend so much time on what is the leading of the Lord. And, and I want to suggest to you, we should spend more time focusing on being filled because being led, you will always be led by what you are filled with. If you are filled with selfishness, selfishness will lead you. If you are filled with anger, anger will lead you. If you are filled with offense, bitterness will lead you. And that comes very natural, right? It comes very natural. We will always be led by whatever we are filled with. So instead of, if you are unsure of what the Lord's leading are in your life, focus on being filled and he will lead you. Does that make sense to you guys? So don't, don't seek, Romans 8 talks about those who are led by the Spirit of God, they, he, they are called the sons of God, right? So let's be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you are married or stay in a house with more, with friends or whatever, have you ever experienced being in one room 
and your wife or your husband is in another area of the house and somebody is trying to talk to somebody else and you, somebody is trying to give you information from another room and stand, I hear my wife speaking but I don't what, what she's saying and she just continues speaking to me but I'm in another room. I can't hear what she's, what she's saying. It's not that she's not speaking but I can't make out what she's saying. Now, many times Christians, we know God is speaking, but we, we're struggling to hear what is he talking about? What is he saying? In those moments, don't become afraid. It might just be that you're in the wrong room in, those, in that moment. Just what, what do you do if you hear your wife speak in another room? You go over to that room, say, love, sorry, I heard you say something. I couldn't hear what you're saying. And then... I hear clearly. Again, if I'm unsure of what the Lord is saying, focus on going close to Him. Be close to the Lord. Be with Him. Be where He is at and you will hear His voice and He will lead you. You will always be led with what you are filled with. So my encouragement to you, Shofar George, is be filled. Be filled and allow Him to lead you. God will lead you in great places and in great victory. Sometimes we will walk through the valley of the shadows of death. But if that is his leading, we will never be alone. We will never be alone. Wherever he leads us, it will be a good place because he is with us there. I don't want to be in those valleys on my own, <laughs> on my own accord. So focus to stay close to him. You have the Holy Spirit. But does the Holy Spirit have you? And we want to trust that. I want to trust that for your life, that your life will be so filled with him that leading will be the most natural thing in your life just because you are full of him. Amen. I believe in miracles. We've done it in time. So I want to ask you this morning, can we just take a moment and I want to pray for you Maybe, you are, maybe you're here, maybe you are hungry for the Lord. Maybe you feel like, yo, Lord, I, I have you, but I'm not sure if you have me. I'm not sure if I have surrendered that part of my, of my life. Maybe you know you have the Spirit, but your spiritual life feels dry. It just feels dry. It feels like you have to carry you all the way through. You don't have the sense that Holy Spirit is carrying you through. And we just want to take a moment and pray for you guys. Pray that the Lord himself will fill you in a great measure. So I want to invite you to stand um, with me as we just end off our time together um, this morning. You know, the Father sent Jesus, and Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is here, and Holy Spirit is on a mission. He's on a mission to finish the mission of Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit isn't looking for your perfection. He's looking for you. He's looking for you. 
He's looking for vessels to fill, to taste and see that the Lord is good, to be led by Him, to be on an adventure with Him, to witness about Jesus, and to see that Jesus receives His full reward on this earth. The basis of his relationship with you is not your works. It's not your perfect life. It is the cross of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ. That is the basis on which the Holy Spirit has relationship with each believer. If you are a born-again believer, I want to say to you this morning, the Spirit is in you. Just as the city of George connected water to your house, you are connected. I want to, let's trust the Lord that we activate our faith and open up our mouths in prayer and in worship. And we trust the Lord that there will be a great filling of your life and that people will truly say that your life is different. It, it seems like you are under the influence of Holy Spirit, under the influence of heaven. Lord, we just ask for grace this morning. And we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you that it is your will to fill us. Jesus, thank you that there is connection in Jesus' name. And Lord, we want to take a moment and activate our faith and open our mouths. And let's just take a moment. Can we take just a minute? I want to, I want to invite you, open your mouth. Let's, let's just for a moment pray in tongues, pray. Just op let's open our mouths and just Tell the Lord what's on your heart. Just pray whatever is on your heart. But let's trust the Lord that there will be a filling. But it, we, need, we need every born-again believer to activate their faith and stop thinking their way out of their situation, but start declaring their way out of their situation and trusting the Lord. Let's just take a minute. Let's just, you can raise your voice. Let's just trust the Lord that there will be a great filling as we activate our faith and open up our mouths and He will fill us. Lord, we just bless your name. Refreshment, Lord. We just pray refreshment. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for each person here that, that they will be truly a vessel filled in Jesus' name. Thank you that it is your will to fill us with you, that it is your will to know, for us to know you and the power of your resurrection and not to love our lives unto death, Lord. But we pray that this house will be a house full and not only full, but overflowing in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we come to you and drink, Lord. Lord, I pray that corporately they will enjoy your filling, but also individually in the secret place that there will be a great filling. 
I just believe there's some of us, the Lord is inviting you back into the secret place. He's inviting you back to the secret place to be filled, to look different, to sound different, to be changed from one degree of glory to the next into the image of Jesus Christ. And Lord, this is our prayer that we will glorify you, that people will see you and glorify the Father in heaven. Lord, that people will see our good works coming from the power of Holy Spirit and glorify the Father in heaven. Lord, I pray that we will be people full. I want to I speak over us and into the season of dryness, Lord, and dry bones in Jesus' name. You know, the Lord didn't ask um, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, tell me how dry these bones are. That wasn't the issue. The issue was, do you believe they can live? And um, Ezekiel said, God, only you know. And he said, prophesy to these dry bones and say to them, live. And I want to I I speak this word over you, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to prophesy over you, live. Those dead areas in your life, live. Come alive in the name of Jesus Christ. Come alive in the name of Jesus Christ. So, Shofar George, we bless you with life. I want to bless your spirit, and I want to call your spirit to attention, to lead your soul and your body, that life will lead you, that the peace, that the righteousness, and the goodness, and the joy of Jesus Christ will lead you, that as the Lord fills you, it will be dispersed through your soul, that your mental health will be touched, that your choices will be touched that your physical body will be touched by the goodness and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ.